Hi there, Steve Kaufman here. And today I want to talk about reading, how to use reading to increase your vocabulary. Um, you know, I, I always stress the importance of varying our activities in language learning. I talked a bit about atomic habits and developing good sort of learning habits that keep you going uh, without necessarily always worrying about the end of the road, you know, fluency, whatever that might be. So we have to have good habits. We have to vary the kind of activity we do. And different activities help us in different ways, obviously. So if you're in a conversation group, you're practicing using the words that you already know. Probably you're practicing using a small subset of the words that you understand because our active vocabulary is always going to be smaller than our passive vocabulary. But at least if you have good listening comprehension, you understand what other people are saying. When we are listening, here again, we can only understand the words that we know. So listening is a way of reinforcing your passive vocabulary, improving your comprehension, all of which is very good, good things to do. In fact, I spend more time listening than any other activity because it's the easiest thing to do. I can do it anytime, anywhere. But reading is where we can acquire new vocabulary. And I'm going to talk a bit about extensive reading versus intensive reading and how it helps us acquire new words. So in a way, the ultimate experience in extensive reading is to read a book, a paper book. You have no distractions. You can't go anywhere. You're there with the book. Words you don't know, you just let them go by you and you're experiencing reading the language. You're experiencing converting you know, various characters on a piece of paper into meaning. Very valuable. I've always felt that you know, when I reach the stage where I can read a novel in a language I'm learning, I have reached a major milestone. And I very often hear people say, well, you know, uh, I can read well, but, uh, you know, I can't uh, understand when I hear people speaking or I have trouble using the language. And then I say to those people, do have you read a novel in the language you're learning? And very often the answer is no. I mean, you have to get to the point where you can read novels and read widely, not just newspaper articles, but, you know, a book. Uh, it doesn't have to be a novel, by the way. It can be a nonfiction for that matter. So that's extensive reading on paper. However, again, we have to get to that stage because if there's too many words that you don't know, then reading in a, you know, away from the computer is not a pleasant experience. So that's where reading online with an online dictionary and in particular, the way we do things at Link can help you acquire the vocabulary, passive vocabulary, so that you can eventually achieve the ultimate experience in reading, which is to grab a book and just read that book. So I consider reading online, uh, looking words up, saving words, that sort of, call it link reading experience, is like mining the language, mining for gold, mining for minerals, mining for vocabulary, bringing that vocabulary in. Initially, it's in there somewhere, you can't retrieve it. You see that word again in a different context or many different contexts, slowly it becomes part of your passive vocabulary and eventually over time some of that vocabulary will become active vocabulary that you can use. So extensive reading, which is by the way something that Stephen Krashen constantly promotes, there's all kinds of experience which shows that even if, an, if we're not consciously looking up words, 
if we are reading widely, extensively, we're getting more and more familiarity with the language. Eventually, some of that vocabulary is naturally going to become known to us as passive vocabulary be simply because we've seen it in so many different contexts that we get a, a, a sense of the meaning. I prefer to look things up because I can have a, a, an erroneous idea of what the word means and stay with that for a long, long time. If I look it up, I may forget it, but eventually I'll probably get to a, a correct understanding of the scope of meaning of that word sooner if I have at least some opportunity to see you know, uh, a translation of that word into English or into another language that I know very well. But even in terms of reading content, for example, my uh, Persian tutor sent me an ebook, and I can import that ebook, you know, essentially with one click uh, into Link. So I've got the whole ebook socked into Link. Now, unfortunately, I don't have audio for that ebook. That would be even better because then I could be reinforcing my mining activity with, you know, listening while doing other chores. I don't have that. However, this book that I got, this ebook, it's still sort of difficult for me. So uh, I can go at it again within my extensive reading of this book. I can go at it intensively or extensively. If I go at it sort of extensively, then I'm on sort of page mode and I just read through looking up words and so forth. But I'll show you here how I can go through the same material intensively in sentence mode and doing the sentence review. Now, this is more intensive activity. It's working with the nuts and bolts. It's reconstituting the sentence. It's coming, you know, focusing in on the vocabulary a bit more, putting the sentence back together again, which forces me to think of the structure of the language, the word order in the language. And however, this is going to slow down my mining activity. I'm coming across fewer and fewer, fewer, not fewer and fewer, but fewer new words because I'm working intensively. So I always like to combine some intensive work with some extensive work where I'm just reading, not worrying about the words, not trying to focus in on them, not trying to focus in on the structure. I'm just reading. And yet at other times I'm working intensively as I will demonstrate. We have a lot of material in our library. Uh, for example, we see here Honoré de Balzac, L'Auberge Rouge. I think that probably has audio in it as well, but let's say we want to bring something in. So we can go, uh, for example, a good, if you Google uh, Alphonse Daudet, Lettre de Montmoulin, for example, uh, you'll get to Gutenberg.org in many cases, and you have a variety of um, formats that you can download. I've already done that. I tried different formats. And then if you go to link and I'm uh, in French here, so you know, you can either go up here where the plus sign is and you'll see import ebook. You can import lesson as well. You can also install a link browser extension so you can import things with one click. But in this case, what we want to do is we want to import an ebook. We can also do it here where it says import. So we go to import ebook and then we click on it. And here we can simply drag uh, an EPUB version of this book. It supports a variety of uh, formats, PDF, uh, text, or whatever, Mobi. So you just drag it in there, drop it in there, and um, we're ready to go.
and I happen to be in sentence mode right now, but, uh, and I'll go, you know, uh, I can go into page view. Now, there's a lot of um, English there at the beginning, and typically when I import something, I do it online for a variety of reasons. Using the web version, it's easier to do, but I'm going to work on it on my iPad. But one of the advantages of doing it online on the web version is it's that that uh, I can use keystrokes to get rid of stuff that I don't want, like non-target language. I just go X, 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 and it moves through it very, very quickly. I've already done that. And so I'm now going to show you how I would study a book like this on my iPad. So, but for those of you wanting to, first of all, find eBooks to bring in, it doesn't have to be from Gutenberg. Uh, you can find uh, buy an ebook and, and bring it in. Some of them are protected, but you have to find one that's not protected and you can import the ebook very, very quickly as I have shown here. So we're going to show you, first of all, this is the uh, Persian ebook that uh, I was sent by my tutor from Iran. It's a history of the second world war in Persian. I'm working my way through it, but that's not what I'm going to show you because not many people are doing Persian. So I have to get to the language here and change this to French so that I can check up on what I just imported. So if I go into French now, uh, I can see Lettre de Montmoulin. Uh, and whereas some of these show, you know, minutes of audio, there's obviously no audio available here, but I can open it. And I get through all this original stuff in English, which doesn't interest me. Uh, I got a one day streak going. All right. So now, I'm now into the text. We'll just move a little further along where there are some blue words. There's not, those are not necessarily words that I don't know, but because I don't do French on link, but we can go into sentence view. So, les lettres de Montmoulin sont l'oeuvre radieuse de sa jeunesse. Okay, so l'oeuvre, okay, work, okay, work. And we might decide radieuse. we want that word as well. Radieuse. So, what happens in sentence mode now is that whatever words I have saved here, and I, it could be a blue word that I now make yellow, it could be a word that I want to add, I can now study that. So, and I get these matching pairs, which include words that are not in that sentence. So, parmi, parmi. is among. Love, of course, is work, but if I Le get it wrong, it goes pink. So, Le start again. Work. Radieuse, gleeful. Okay, correct. Now, I have to reconstitute this sentence. So, les lettres de Montmoulin, I have to find, oh, it's les, les lettres de, de Montmoulin sont l'œuvre radieuse de, de sa, sa jeunesse. jeunesse. Correct. Okay. If I want to, I can actually, you know, say the sentence. Les lettres de Montmoulin sont l'œuvre radieuse de sa jeunesse. And it tells me that I was 90% correct. I don't know how useful that is, but it's kind of the thing that's available. So, then I go to the next sentence. And quand elle parure dans l'événement en uh, 1866, Dodé avait 26 ans. So, I could do the same thing again. So, by going through sentence by sentence, and parure, uh, you know, appear, you know, a passé simple, that's good to know. And l'événement, okay, l'événement, event, okay, we choose event. 
So I can now go through this and do the same thing again. So by going through it sentence by sentence, I'm actually doing this, you know, intensively. However, I might get tired of doing that. I just go back to the page view where it's more of an extensive reading and I can still look up words, uh, you know, uh, as, I, as I do it. And personally, I tend to vary the intensive with the extensive. So I hope that's helpful and I look forward to questions. But I just want to stress again that reading is a phenomenal way to increase your vocabulary. If you aren't yet at a stage where you can read a book, a paper book, then using something like Link can be quite helpful. So to summarize, reading is, a, is perhaps the best way to acquire more vocabulary. It's very efficient. You're looking things up. Even if you forget it, you'll see it again. And eventually it becomes part of your passive vocabulary. So, but reading can be done extensively or intensively. And I think it's best to vary extensive reading with intensive reading. Maybe you spend more time on extensive reading, but you should probably be guided by what you feel like doing. Because if you enjoy the activity that you're involved in, you're more likely to stay with it. You're more likely to learn if you're enjoying the activity. So just some thoughts here. I have spoken about reading before, so I'll leave you with a couple of videos that talk about reading. But I think reading is sort of the, uh, the killer app for acquiring new vocabulary. Thank you for listening. And by the way, if you enjoy these videos, please subscribe. Click on the bell for notifications. Bye for now.